save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Melanie Arietta about her wishes wedding at the Disneyland Resort. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this, including how she was able to incorporate her adorable dog in her wedding, and of course how everything turned out. So welcome, Melanie. Hi, great to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you two decided that you wanted to be married at Disneyland. Well, we had started out our wedding research process looking at cabins and inns up in the Sierra Nevada mountains, and we were in the middle of researching one that we thought would be really good, and my dad went and took a tour without us, and he called me, and it was the funniest phone call because he was like, you know, it was pretty and all, but it just wasn't you two. I really think you should contact Disney. <laughs> and so he's the reason why we ended up calling Disney and we researched all the options and we realized it would have been way more expensive to have it in the mountains and Disney was a reasonable price and it was way more accessible to our family and friends. So it just seemed like the more obvious choice at that point. Wow, that has to be a first. The first time a father of the bride has ever suggested she had to have a Disneyland wedding. <laughs> I gotta say, he knows me pretty well, and it was so funny to hear him be the one to say, I think you have to have a Disney wedding. <laughs> so then how did the rest of your family and your friends react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Oh, they were totally not surprised. My mom kind of heard my dad on that phone call, and she laughed in the background. But as soon as we started researching, like, they were all on board. My brothers were the only people who were like, oh my gosh, Disney, Really? But when they were actually there, they were, you know, totally into it and having a lot of fun. Our family and friends knew to expect this from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to come? I think we invited maybe a little over 80 and we didn't really expect that many people to show up. I think we ended up having around 70. I guess it's not really a destination wedding when it's something like Disneyland. So we had a lot of people come. We had a few last-minute no-shows, but it was illness and, you know, family things. Interesting. Okay. Now, which locations did you choose for your ceremony and reception, and how did you choose them? Because we had done a lot of research on the Sierra Nevada mountains and, you know, the cabins in, in the woods, it seems like a good choice to go with the Grand Californian right off the bat. That was kind of something we thought about 
Plus, we didn't really think we wanted to have it in the parks. It just seemed like it would be distracting us from the real reason we were there, which was, you know, our marriage. So we asked Disney for all of the different locations in the Grand Californian, and we chose Parkview Terrace because you could kind of see the tippy top of Carthay Circle, which is where Raul had his first job at Disneyland. We chose to have a reception at the Trillium Room because it's on that walkway between downtown Disney and the Grand Californian lobby. So we thought that was, you know, funny because we'd always seen weddings there. But we ended up having our pre-reception at Brisa Courtyard, so it was nice that our guests could just walk across the hallway and they were right there in the reception. That's great. And it's they're both so convenient to the ceremony site too. Yes, it was great having, you know, they just go down the elevators and it's right there. It was really nice not having everyone running around. <laughs> That's great. Now, did you have any Disney touches to your wedding or a theme? Our theme was something that Raul and I had agreed on pretty early, which was we love retro Disneyland and how it used to be when it opened in 1955. So all of our decor was themed after retro Disneyland. Our tickets were the e-ticket books, you know, with A through E, with all the different attractions. Our Escort cards for our reception were fast passes, but we only chose rides that were either opening day ones or at least from when Walt was still alive. So I think we had Pirates and High Mansion, but everything else was opening day attractions. And our color scheme, which I thought was my favorite part, honestly, we chose the colors that were on the original sign in the parking lot of Disneyland when it opened. So it's kind of a corally pink, an orange, a kind of I don't know, it's kind of a bright green and then a cyan blue. So we incorporated all those colors all over. It was just a lot of bright, fun, retro look. That's awesome. Now, can you talk a little bit about the wedding planning process? Did you make any planning visits and how you selected vendors, things like that? Yeah, so we had a meeting with one of the sales managers, I think. I don't know what her official title was, but Michelle at the big orange building at Disneyland (laughs) and we got to talk to her and ask her a million questions. Um, My mom didn't have a chance to come so it was just me and Raul getting to know how their process worked and we decided like then and there like yeah we're going to do this. Uh, We had a planning meeting with our planner Kelly at the Disneyland hotel. That one we had my mom at and she had more questions than me for once. And then we had our tasting at the Grand Californian, I think it was just like two months before. It was really fun because we brought my mom and we brought the friend that we ended up having walk our dog down the aisle because she's a chef at Carthay Circle. So we wanted her to taste the food and tell us how it compares. That's interesting. And what did she say? We were so glad to have her because she actually gave us some recommendations about the fish. They wanted us to go with the fish that wasn't in season. And when we suggested something that wasn't seasoned, they wanted us to choose a cheap fish. So she told them exactly what fish we need to have. The name of the fish escapes me, but I know that she made sure we got a fish that was in season. Wow, that is great advice to have. Do you have any other recommendations of dishes you had or cake flavors that you would recommend to other Disney brides and grooms? We actually, for our cake part of our tasting, we wanted to try the lemon raspberry chiffon one. That's one of their like recommended pairings. We tried the Dole Whip one and the churro one as well. And we were disappointed by the Dole Whip one, actually. We didn't think it translated as well. Like we were expecting something that tasted a little bit like a pineapple upside down cake or something, but it didn't taste quite right. But the churro one was amazing. And so we ended up having the raspberry lemon chiffon as the 
bottom layer of our cake and then everything else, including our anniversary cake, was all churro. Ooh, that sounds great. Yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> okay, now you also mentioned your dog. At Walt Disney World, Disney's Fairytale Weddings will not allow you to have an animal incorporated into your ceremony. So this is a very big deal that Disneyland let you do this. How did it work? <laughs> what we did actually was right off the bat, we asked the sales managers and the people at the beginning, like, if there was any way that we could have our dog, and we were clear, this is not a service animal, this is our pet, but he is our rescue dog from the animal shelter, and we really would like it if he could walk down the aisle. And so they told us that their policy was for non-service animals, you could have them, but it had to be at an outdoor ceremony location. If there was any food present, the dog couldn't be there, and that there would be a $200 cleaning fee if he had any accidents outside or inside with our ceremony location being an outdoor location that required inside passage because you had to go up the elevator to the fifth floor. They said that was fine as long as the ceremony itself was outside. Their other big rule was if you were bringing your dog, you cannot have the horses of any kind, none of those carriages or anything, which wasn't really a problem for us because uh, we didn't want the horses because we wanted the rooftop ceremony. But the second reason was I'm not a really big fan of horses. So I thought, you know, if I have to pick between horses and my puppy, I will pick my puppy every time. <laughs> but it was, it was really nice. And then they also told us that they don't have anybody who's going to help us with the dog. We had to find someone, whether it was a guest or a member of our wedding party, who would take care of the dog. And after the ceremony was over, he would have to go straight to the Disneyland kennel and remain there for the duration of the reception. Interesting. Okay, so how did it work on the day of? You found somebody to wrangle the dog? Yes, we are very fortunate that we have family in the area, and the dog was able to stay with family the night before the wedding. On the morning of, my father-in-law brought Einstein, is his name, to the <laughs> property. Yeah, he's cute. Um, so my father-in-law brought Einstein to the property while I was getting my hair and makeup done, and he brought our, we called it Einstein's Elegant Pal, so she went with my father-in-law and dropped him off at the kennel. We had arranged a couple of weeks before for them to have all of his vaccination records, and so they just had to check him in, and I think the Disneyland Kennel says you have to check on your dogs within at least four hours for bathroom breaks, so we tried to time it just right so that she was getting him out of the kennel right as we wanted to do our pre-ceremony photos. So we did a first look, and we had the dog for those portraits before the ceremony. Um, then we went into the ceremony, and he was there. And then as soon as ceremony was over, we didn't even have her for those post-ceremony family photos. She had to take him straight back. But that four-hour window was just right, because then at the end of the reception, four hours later, she was at the kennel picking him up and taking him back to my father-in-law's. Wow, okay. It sounds like it ran with military precision. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, we live in a military town, so that's where we get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So then can you tell me the timeline of the way the rest of your day fit together? So we stayed at the Grand California with the exception of my father-in-law, who had Einstein at his house. And we had a couple other bridal party members who live in the area. So we were all up and running by 9 a.m., Got my hair and makeup done. I think we tried to finish all of that around 1.30 to 2 o'clock. We did photos for quite a while. Raul and I did our first look close to 2.30 to 3. Did all those portraits and we were finished by our ceremony time at 5 o'clock. 
ceremony took about half an hour, an hour for pre-reception, and then our reception itself was 6.30 to 10.30. And then Disney was really nice. We pointed out to them that they said that the quiet hours started at 10 p.m., but we had booked four hours with the DJ, and we told them that they should either refund us that half an hour or let us continue to dance for half an hour. And they said, we'll let you dance for an extra half an hour. So... <laughs> After the reception, a lot of our friends and bridal party went back to the Hearthstone Lounge at the Grand Californian, while Raul and I went back up to the suite to sleep so that we could be rested for our castle photo shoot the next morning. Oh, that's awesome. What locations did you choose for your castle photo shoot? Just in front of the castle? Yeah, we we were kind of disappointed because we happened to time our wedding right when they were doing the refurbishments on Main Street, which meant there were walls up everywhere. So we had the regular castle photos. Luckily, there was no construction going on there, but Dumbo had walls and Main Streets. The area around the partner statue had walls, too. So we had, like, one shot kind of looking down Main Street, but you could tell there was construction. And then Jenna took us into Fantasyland, and we got a couple pictures with the carousel in the background. It was really cool. Ah, that's great. Now, when you were planning, what were the two or three most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Well, I know that we tried to restrict ourselves on the food and the flowers just because we we knew that we were going to have too much food, which, of course, when we are using the buffet, I think you always end up with extra food. So we try to get ourselves just right at that food and beverage minimum for the Trillia Room, which was 150 Per guest, the flowers we tried to keep under control, but as we got into the decorating part, it became apparent that it was the most exciting part of the planning process because <laughs> Kelly told us that another wedding had, had they had ordered a gobo for the dance floor that had the retro Disneyland sign. So of course we had to have that. <laughs> we had flowers at the ceremony location, like a medium-sized cluster on the actual trellis. We had ivy along the aisles, no runner or anything, and then little lanterns on each side of the aisle with little tiny clusters of flowers. So it was just those kind of details, and I think we went over budget on flowers a little bit, but it was worth it because the decor was gorgeous. I think that's where I spent most of my effort planning-wise. And how does that work at Disneyland? Were you using an outside vendor for floral who was approved by Disneyland? We used Disney Floral, actually. We decided it'd be easier just to to hit our minimums for everything. We just used their services, and it was worth it, I think, especially because partway through our planning process, the florist that we had begun our designs with, named Ray, uh, left the company. I wasn't sure why, but they gave us a new florist, and it was really nice knowing that Disney is so on top of those kind of things that when the new woman was being handed all of our information about what we'd already planned and booked, Everything was translated well. She knew what we wanted already. But I, I, I'm glad we went with Disney, though, because not having to worry about one extra vendor was worth that, you know, less stress. Definitely. Now, what aspects were less important when you were planning where you saved your money or you saved your time? We hadn't prioritized video at all. When we booked Jenna with White Rabbit Photo Boutique, I had asked her briefly about videography services, but we didn't think it was in the budget and we didn't really plan for it at all. But then, like a few months barely before the wedding, 
my grandmother informed me that she wanted to gift me my videographer, so we had to scramble to get it. But we ended up with Emotion Picture Studios, which we booked through Jenna, and they were wonderful. The video was fantastic. We didn't put a lot of effort into hair and makeup. We only had myself and my mother-in-law and my mom. I had my bridesmaids do their own hair and makeup because I, I have very chill bridesmaids who were okay with just a little mascara and a little bit of foundation. So it was kind of nice just having everyone feel natural. That was really it. I, we kind of gave our officiant control over however he wanted to do it. Our only request is that we had a ribbon tying ceremony at some point that incorporated the different lands of Disneyland. So that was our only input for him, but we let him have all the fun he wanted. Ooh, how did that ribbon tying ceremony work? So Raul and I went to Joanne's and we bought four different ribbons that we thought matched the theme of Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. And so for Adventureland, we, as the adventure ribbon was being tied around our hands, we had Norman say something about, may you have many adventures together throughout your long life and your long marriage. For Frontierland, he said, may you always explore new frontiers with your lifelong partner, as a reference to cowboys and stuff. Fantasyland, we talked about, you know, fulfilling our wondrous fantasies together. And for Tomorrowland, we had we had asked him to say that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And it was kind of a cute little nod to, you know, the original lands of Disneyland. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> so out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think my favorite memory might be when Mickey and Minnie came out for our reception. I know I didn't mention it before, but I think like the most fun moment was Mickey and Minnie coming out for the reception. And we had our DJ Wendy gather all of the kids that were invited onto the dance floor with Raul and myself. And we told them to all face the back of the room and close their eyes. And then we all turned around and we got a picture of all these kids freaking out because Mickey and Minnie showed up. I think that was the best part of the whole night. (laughs) And then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I don't know if it was necessarily like a huge problem that could have been prevented, but we were a little bit disappointed by our day of coordinator that was provided by Disney, actually. She had the BEOs and she had all the information from our planner, Kelly, who was there the day of, but the coordinator was there at the rehearsal and she was supposed to be helping us. But on the day of the wedding, there was a lot of confusion about where the groomsmen were supposed to be because we had wanted them to be seating people. They weren't there on time. And right as I was about to walk down the aisle, my veil fell off and she didn't tell me. So my ceremony pictures, I was not wearing my veil. And she, there's pictures of her. She's holding it in the back. And I'm just like, no, you should have stopped me. I wouldn't have been mad. But we couldn't really do anything at that point. So I just look like a very feminist bride without a veil. <laughs> well, hopefully you got to put it on and take some pictures afterwards. Yes, we, we put it back on later. And it was probably... A good thing that I didn't have it on, though, because apparently at some point in the pre-ceremony pictures, someone had stepped on one of the beads and the string that was holding them had been broken. So one by one, they started disappearing throughout the night because I had 
rhinestone beads around the edge. Luckily, they're mostly still there, but I think I lost about four or five over the rest of the evening. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? I think that seating for the ceremony I thought would be a bigger deal, especially because I do have a lot of extended family, you know, as large, complicated families as Italian families can be. I had made a seating chart, which is why I had wanted the groomsmen there, kind of showing people where they should sit. But since the groomsmen weren't there, everyone just kind of found their own seat, and it turned out fine. I didn't need to worry about it. I think I had forgotten that it's a wedding, and people know that you're here to celebrate the couple. It's not about you or your drama. And I was glad that that didn't create any issues. That's good to hear. Is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think that I wish I had known that we could hire outside coordinators just to assist the day of, because I know that as I was getting my hair and makeup put on, people were coming in the room and asking me questions about Einstein going into the kennel and whether they have all the paperwork. And it just seemed like on the day of, everyone was asking me questions and I wish I had hired someone from outside to delegate some of those things so I didn't have to think about them that day. That is a really good suggestion. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? I think that the gobo on the dance floor, that we had not considered it before they showed us the retro Disneyland one, but having a custom light on the dance floor was totally worth it, way more than we thought it would be. Just looking back at the pictures and thinking about running around on the dance floor with my friends and family, it actually was one of the best investments that we made for our decor. Mickey and Minnie is worth it, totally worth it, because usually the Mickey and Minnie will take pictures with all your guests, of course, but the sheer number of pictures you get with just you and your spouse with Mickey and Minnie, it's totally worth it. I ended up using all of those pictures when I got a new job and they wanted me to send a picture to show who I am. I was like, well, this is perfect. I have a picture with me and my husband and Mickey and Minnie at our wedding. <laughs> um, and then the last, I think, tip was definitely that if you want your dog there, it's worth asking, especially if you know you're going to have an outdoor ceremony location and you are not interested in horses. It's worth asking. But it is definitely difficult the day of coordinating everything with that. If we hadn't had my father-in-law's place to leave our dog at, he would have ended up at a dog hotel somewhere in the Anaheim area, which would have just complicated the day even more. So if someone is interested in bringing their dog to the ceremony, they should just be prepared to do a lot, a lot of planning and talking to the Disneyland kennel, faxing them vaccination records. It's a lot of work, but the pictures were worth it for sure. That's great advice. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a wedding or a vow renewal at the Disneyland Resort, especially if they want to incorporate their dog. And I really appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for inviting me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.